It's been strange 18 months. Um, how have coaches, Olympians, practitioners managed to prepare during these uncertain times? I think given what's been going on over the last 18 months with COVID and the pandemic, I think uh, it's affected the athletes and the coaches in lots of different ways. Some people have not necessarily thrived on it, but they, they've taken the opportunities that it's brought for them. So I'm thinking mostly of the, the younger athletes who possibly have benefited from that extra year of training, um, and also those that are well supported, both in terms of finances, coaching, uh, the facilities that they've had available. So those that have tended to be at the national centres. I think for those athletes, they've, they've probably even benefited from, from the circumstances. And we've seen that in some of the Olympic trials across the different sports, uh, where their performances have um, come on the last 12 to 18 months and they, they've qualified for the Games and put themselves into a good position to potentially win medals. Uh, but of course, for some athletes, those who are uh, coming towards the end of their careers, coming towards retirement, uh, for those athletes possibly that are not as well supported in terms of facilities and coaching, this will probably have hit them quite hard. And then, of course, there's all the other things um, to do with just life in the pandemic and trying to avoid illness and, and keeping your family and friends safe and all those things that have gone along with the pandemic. That will have served as a bit of a distraction at times from their training. And then, of course, negotiating facilities and, and wiping down gyms and all those types of things will have would have held up their preparations to some extent. So I think for different athletes and different coaches, uh, this pandemic will have affected them differently. I know you touched on it there, but is it simply a case of for the individual to kind of deal with it in their own way? Because with kind of the news breaking, changing things every couple of days, is it, is it quite simple just to say, okay, we're going to ignore that, we're going to focus on what we have to do, or would that be down to the individual and their team to kind of manage that situation? I think it's been a really interesting scenario with COVID actually because I think you're absolutely right the the athletes as individuals and their relationships with their coaches will have been really tested and on a day-to-day -day basis they'll have had to have negotiated quite a few changes uncertainties uh, differences so all those things that we talk about as sports psychologists resilience mental toughness coping with pressure and adversity all of that will have come into play uh, much like it does with a lot of other different types of stresses maybe being dropped from the team losing your funding, um, accessing different training facilities. So it's, a, it's an added stress that will have put athletes and coaches to the test. But I think that the very best athletes will have not done it on their own. And it won't just be in the partnership with the coach. It will have been the national governing bodies, the organisations within which they're training, be it a professional football team or be it a university or Olympic squad. It's that bigger infrastructure that surrounds the athletes and how they've handled some of the issues as well on a day-to-day -day basis and particularly the planning as we've as we've come through the first three to six months of the pandemic and we've almost had to live with this new normal then it shifts to this this idea of how do you plan for the future and different contingencies and we'll definitely see that coming into the games uh, how athletes and teams are going to arrive at the games how they're going to train and the use of different facilities and contingency planning around what if this happens, what will we do in response? So the latest news is that we a period of isolation for, for teams when, once they arrive in Japan. How will that impact on their preparations? Yes, isolation is a, a really interesting consideration here. Uh, first of all, there's the logistics of just isolating people physically. Uh, so a lot of facilities aren't necessarily built to accommodate that. So. How are people going to eat, for example? Are we, get, are we going to have that staggered? Uh, how are going, people going to train in gyms? Is, is it going to be you know, smaller numbers? Then how are different groups going to train at different times and with whom and with what coaches? 
Um, there's also the um, relationships and handling different relationships within the team that goes with being isolated. So you're already in a pressure bubble when you're leading up to a major games like an Olympic Games. But to have that isolation where you can only communicate with certain individuals and not move freely and have uh, quite as much sort of me time and to, to get away from the bubble, even if occasionally, those are crucial opportunities for athletes and coaches just to manage their stress and just try and maintain their well-being. So I think that'll be a really important consideration for the leaders of Olympic teams and also for sports psychologists and coaches who are working with these teams is how can we ensure that we, we give athletes as much freedom as possible within the constraints that are there and how do we manage their well-being? And again, it comes back to working with the individual. What do certain individuals like to do? in order to relax. So it would be things as almost as mundane as having you know, card games, board games, having even taking out um, playstations and those types of things. But it will also be considerations about getting fresh air and having walks outside. And it will also be around um, keeping in touch with family and friends, so having uh, video conferencing facilities and those types of things. So really planning around all of those areas so that for each individual that period of isolation could be managed as best as possible. So again, it, it is individual, so you could have an athlete, for example, who likes the free time, who can turn it on at the drop of a hat, but you only also have the other athlete who needs a regimented training schedule in order to manage and reach peak performance. That's absolutely it. Um, when you're working with athletes at an elite level, they are by very definition individual people with individual needs, and it's not just their training regimes and the physical preparations, it's also the psychological preparations. So they'll all have different personalities. Some will be um, extroverts, some will be introverts. Some will like their routine, some will be much more go with the flow. Some will integrate into the team better than others. So the best um, performance directors and head coaches and sports psychologists are able to get a real feel within the room and within the team dynamic very quickly so that they can almost engineer the environment in such a way that people's needs are, are met quite well, but they'll be able to bring the team together in the right way at the right times but also enable individuals to go away and be individuals in their own way within that space. We've also got a number of Loughborough linked athletes who are going to the Games for maybe the second, third time. How do they approach the Games? Would that be different to somebody who like say could be kind of their first major champs? Is there, is there a different kind of level on the pressure scale for those guys? There, there certainly can be. Um, you know, it comes back to a few different pros and cons. When you're returning to Olympic Games, you do have a certain set of expectations. A lot, a lot of it can be linked to your experiences in your first games. So if you've had a great first games and you've really thrived on those games, you've, had a great, you've been part of a great team uh, and you've performed to the best of your abilities, I think they'll be really chomping at the bit and wanting to get out there and, and perform on the, uh, the highest stage, if you like, in, in the sporting landscape. For other athletes who didn't have a great experience in their first games, maybe they got injured, maybe they were part of a team where the atmosphere didn't quite click, maybe they got dropped from the team in the later rounds of the competition, something like that, then they may have a few demons uh, on their shoulder uh, that they'll need to sort of brush off when they get to the Olympics. But the good thing is you do have world championships as well, which almost act as a bit of a dress rehearsal for the um, major games like the Olympics and also the Commonwealth Games is an interesting one because of course that's a multi-sport environment where they're um, in kind of accommodation as part of the bigger team. So I think in my experience the best teams use things like the World Championships and the Commonwealths 
to prepare athletes to go to the Olympics and, and it works particularly well for those that are returning to the Games as well. And with selection being a bit later this time around due to the pandemic, will that impact on athletes as well? Yeah, so obviously selection for Olympic Games is just a major life event for athletes at this level and uh, th I think the pushback w will affect the athletes in slightly different ways. Um, for some athletes they will have wanted to get it out of the way early on so that they can focus on their preparation for the Olympics and my understanding actually is in quite a few of the sports, certainly the individual sports, they've had mechanisms for our top athletes like Adam Peaty for example to know that they've been selected well in advance so they can focus on that. But as you say, certainly for some of the team sports it has been a bit later uh, than what it's been traditionally and I think that's probably kept people on edge. Um, for a longer period of time and people respond differently to that. I think if you ask a lot of athletes they want to know earlier but the reality is actually quite a few that added pressure and keeping them on their toes if you like and on edge uh, can be quite beneficial. I think there's an interesting aspect to this from a leadership perspective as well because often the leadership of, of the team like to know how many people they're going to have in the team and the types of personalities so that they can begin to plan earlier. So I think it's not just the athletes that need to negotiate that late selection, it's also the team as a whole. And also administratively, you know, how do you handle that selection pr process? Because there's a lot that goes into that in terms of organising that and then kitting the team out and those types of things. So a lot to consider. So Dave, let's just talk a little bit about Adam Peaty. Phenomenal athlete, consistently performs well in the pool. Why is it? Why is he so good? I think probably the first thing to say is it's, what's interesting is there's the psychology of getting to the top of sport and then there's the psychology of staying at the top of sport and they're actually two subtly different things. There is overlap uh, but there's all the pressures that come with being a top level athlete, a world record holder, gold medalist. You're there to be sort of shot down, everyone's aiming at you and you're the, you're the benchmark. And I think that's one of the things that's particularly impressive about somebody like Adam, the way he's transitioned into that and maintained his success over the years. And it's a real testament to him and his coach, Mel, because I think what they've done is they've shifted their focus as part of their training and their routines. And almost whatever gets thrown at Adam, be it um, different competitors, be it COVID, be it becoming a new father, all these different stresses and strains, they've clearly given some thought as to how he's going to handle those and manage those in such a way that he's taken them really in his stride, or certainly appeared to, he's maintained his performances at an exceptionally high level. You think about almost his worst performances are still better than anybody else in the world. So, uh, yeah, the, the psychology uh, that goes into that and what sits behind that is, is absolutely fascinating. And, and part of it is the way that Adam is, his personality. It's also the way that he's um, tried to enhance his psychology and his, uh, the psychological skills that he's learned and developed to handle pressure and handle the different things that have come his way. But it's also the team around him, his coach, his medical support team, and the national governing body on how they've um, put him into an environment where, really where he can thrive, but at the same time he can still be himself and grow as an individual person. And I think that's really the future of sport and, and handling not just the top level athletes like Adam, but those coming through, is how can we best uh, facilitate their performance but also their broader lives and their well-being and their family life and all that type of thing, which will help enhance their longevity within the sport. I suppose on the flip side of that, you have someone like Adam who's at the top, who's there to be got. Is that down to the individual personality as well to kind of to handle that? 
or like you say, do, does that do you need the support from your NGB, from your sports psychologist, from your your family even to make sure that you, you stay humble but you also you, you stay good? It's absolutely both. When you're talking about top-level athletes, they, they can't just do it on their own, but others can't just do it for them. It has to be both. It has to come from the individual. And you know, one of the phrases that I sometimes use is, if you want to be an Olympic gold medalist, choose your parents wisely. There's a certain set of genetics which go into being a top-level athlete. And there's the obvious ones around the physicality of different sports where you need certain... You know, a certain height and those types of things and, and there's also biomolecular things that are going on but there's also character traits that are largely inherited uh, from your parents which can really help with your performance so things like what we would describe as uh, trait confidence which is uh, just having this uh, belief in yourself across different scenarios and contexts. You know certain people who have a strong belief in themselves no matter what they do versus others that no matter what they do they're always a bit hesitant. So that's just one example and there are other traits but then adding on top of that, there's a lot of things psychologically that you can learn, different goal-setting strategies, imagery strategies, self-talk. Um, th those are type of psychological skills which are very malleable, and we can change those, and we can teach athletes those to help them perform under pressure. So their psychology changes over time. So that's the individual athlete themselves. Then you've got your relationship with the coach, and your relationship with the coach is clearly a critical factor. So the communication, the honesty, but also how that evolves over time, because it can be over many different years uh, that you're working with that coach. So how do you understand each other and what makes each other tick? And so the top-level coaches, they're able to adapt their approach to different individuals to make sure they get the most out of them. And then beyond the coach themselves, there's a sports science team that will support in different areas. And there's also the physical environment, your teammates, the equipment, uh, the facilities that you're training in. And then there's also the national governing body, um, there's uh, dr you know, drug testing, there's media commitments. So there's all these different types of layers that surround an elite level athlete. And um, to, frankly, to get to the top and be at the top uh, over any um, period of time, you need to be able to manage all of those very effectively.